always good when the Holy Spirit moves. In the spotlight here, I can't see anybody, but did anyone get ministered to just in this in this time? Awesome. Awesome. Well, Father, we just thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for what you're doing in the hearts of people right now. Thank you that lives are being transformed. Lord, we just give you thanks. We just love you. Lord, we praise you. We bless you. In Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. Well, before we start going back through the, the gifts. I want to, I just want to ask if there's any testimonies from this past week, just things that God is doing. I got one over here. Uh, my grandfather passed away last week, and as I was thinking about whether to go and, and to the funeral or not, um, I got a very strong feeling that I needed to go, and I have um, I got the sense that it was about more than just his memorial service. It was, there was another reason I was supposed to go. Um, and while I was there, I found out that my cousin has been having debilitating nerve pain in his hip and on his legs for about a year. He could barely walk. Um, he hasn't been able to work. And he was pretty much just in bed most of the day. Um, and I felt very strongly that I was supposed to pray for him for healing. And so I did, and he was healed. <laughs> so I just want to thank you for, um, for the practice that we get here, because I told him I go to a church on Wednesday nights, and we, we practice this. <laughs> and he was like, I didn't think it was going to happen now. <laughs> he was like, I thought maybe someday, but I didn't know now. Yeah, like right now. So cool. That's awesome. That's stepping out with a little faith there, and then God just does it. Anyone else? Right here. Um, I've been praying for a car, and the Lord blessed me with a car. One of my son's friends, um, her dad bought her a brand new car, so she sold us her car for $700. And I think that's one heck of a deal. So praise God for that. Can you hear me? Okay. Sounds weird. I've never done that before. Never talked to the microphone. So mine's a circumstantial thing too. Last Monday, I dropped my husband off at the airport to be gone for a week to Rhode Island. And my daughter and I came home, and she, we homeschooled, so she ran downstairs, and we found out that we had a sewage backup in my finished basement. So I freak out, which is good, and I freaked out. And so <laughs> what I was told by the first insurance adjuster is that we only had $5,000 worth of coverage, which means I fired the remitigation company that was cleaning up because I figured I'd have to clean it up myself because 5000 doesn't cover, you know, a 900-square-foot basement to finish. And 
I prayed and prayed and had friends praying for me a lot to just hear from the Lord and find out, you know, not trying to be selfish or anything, but just clean up the stuff from my basement. And Friday, the claims adjuster came and said, it's actually covered 100%, so they're covering it all. So I'm just going to say praise Jesus for that because, you know, I, I don't have money like that. So that was a big thing for us. And I didn't have to have Doug be home and be mad. <laughs> Anyone else? Anyone else that maybe stepped out and they didn't see a healing or something? Oh, you. <laughs> Last um, Friday, I was my sister, and I was telling her how I was in a really good path spiritually, and that I was really afraid that I was going to lose it. I was really tired, very stressed, and I uh, was afraid that um, that I was going to be provoked to lose my sanity, and I was afraid of myself and everything. So I forgot that I wasn't talking to God. So at that night, I asked to show me if I'm wrong, I'm good, doing good, or just give me a sign, help me. And on Sunday, I got, I heard exactly what I needed to hear. Word for word is exactly what I have in my heart. So I'm very grateful to have my path back. There's someone else. I'll tell you a quick story. Um, this is the, we'll call it the saga of the, at the gym. The <laughs> so you guys know, like, the things that, we've, that have happened here. The guy with the bicep uh, that, was, that was healed. And um, so just this past Monday, so they seem, it seems to be Monday mornings at 6 o'clock uh, that God meets us in the gym. And uh, so I'm in there, and I get to see the guy, Chris, who's, uh, who was healed with his bicep. And he was telling me, he's like, yeah, it's just crazy. He goes, you know, the doctor said I was going to have to have surgery. And uh, now we've gone back, and they're just, they're kind of like, they can't figure out what's going on because the bicep is still technically torn, uh, but there's no pain. And, like, it, it, what they've said is, you don't need the surgery anymore. Like, now it's just a matter of, like, I guess we just let it heal, but there's just, there's no pain. So it's, they they can't quite figure out what's going on, which is kind of funny. So we ended up, we got to pray again just for, for complete healing of the bicep as well now. I mean, the pain was gone, but now just that, uh, that the bicep would quickly restore. Uh, and then there was a guy that I hadn't seen in about a year, and uh, he was, he came into the gym, and I was like, hey, how you doing? And he goes, man, he goes, you didn't hear? I said, no. He's like, I was in this really bad bike accident. And uh, so, yeah, just now, just now getting back into the gym. I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. <laughs> and uh, so he's like, yeah, I can't, I can't walk on a treadmill. Like, as, as soon as I get on a treadmill, about for a minute, he goes, it just, I just get, get into, like, sharp pains up and down my, uh, my leg and my back. And uh, so it's been really frustrating because I'm trying to work out. I'm trying to get back in here. And. It's painful. And so I said, well, let me tell you a quick story. <laughs> I said, see that guy over there? 
and uh, told him what happened and said, tell you what, uh, can we just kind of just pray for you right here? And I had another, my workout partner with me. And so we just, we just prayed over him right there, laid hands on him again. Quick prayer. Actually, I didn't even lay hands on him. I just stood there right next to him and just, and just uh, prayed healing for his, his back and his leg. And uh, I said, well, check it out. And um, so this time I had a little more faith than with the guy with the bicep because I was like, okay, God's doing some healing. <laughs> and uh, so I just said, check it out, see what you think. And he goes, well, let me do this. Let me jump. I'll just get on a treadmill and see if I can get on a treadmill because I can't. And so I start working out again, and he gets on the treadmill, and, and I kind of lost track, and I'm talking to him, and I look over, and I see him on the treadmill, and I kind of go like this, and he looks at me. He's got this huge grin on his face, and he looks at me, and he's like two thumbs up, and he's like, <laughs> like I don't know, but the, he comes over afterwards. He's like, there's no pain. There's no pain in it. I don't know what. I can't believe it. So anyway... I just want to encourage you guys, this is nothing to do, like, I'm not doing anything, except it's just that obedience. And, and a lot of times we sit here, I mean, I don't, I don't go, oh, yeah, he's going to get healed instantly for sure. This is how it happens every time. I mean, and it doesn't happen like that every time. But is it's worth stepping out to potentially experience something like that and see somebody get healed. And then, and the thing, too is a lot of times, like, we'll stop right there. But, you know, it gives us an opportunity uh, just to begin to share the love of the Father as well and just say, you know, this, what you just experienced was the love of the Father, and he just loves you so much. And you don't have to sit here and, like, try to, like, let's get down on one knee and you're going to pray right now. But the point is, is that they get to know where this, where this came from because it's not just a healing, but it's actually... It's a love from the Father that, that, that loves him so much that it's going to heal him right on the spot, right there. And so I would just encourage you guys and gals just to, just to step out, just to take that risk and, and see what happens. Because what's the worst thing that can happen? They don't get healed, right? But even when they don't get healed, I'll tell you what I've, what I've realized is that they are so grateful that someone actually took the time to stop what they were doing, come over, and just pray with them, that someone cared that much just to do that. And so it's not a, <laughs> and again, it's not you that does the healing. You can't do the healing, but you can come over and love someone, and that's all you get to, that's all you need to do. You just love them and let God do the rest. So any other testimonies, last chance? All right, I'm going to bring Ray up here. Thank you. <sighs> Don't forget our announcement. You want to do it later? Why don't we do it now while we have everybody? All right, quick announcement. Don't come next Wednesday. <laughs> you can come for the food. We will have the food, but we will not have, uh, we are not going to have a service next Wednesday. It's uh, with the spring break, we're going we're gonna to take that week off. So we're just taking one week off. Uh, and then the following week, we're going to do something really cool. There's a, uh, there was someone who came here. I won't tell you who it is right now. Um, but, um, and just gave an amazing word. And so we're gonna, we want to show that. It's just, I think it's so important to, um, to show 
these type of things when, when somebody deposits something here for our body. Um, so we just we want to show that to you uh, the next week. And then for the month of April, what we're going to be doing is we're really going to be just diving into uh, just some worship uh, and some prayer and just allowing the Holy Spirit to do what the Holy Spirit wants to do. And so it's going to be much more, uh, I should say, much, much less organized in the sense of like having like somebody speak, but we're going to be doing some worship. There may be some things that come up, some words. Uh, there's probably, I would guess, when the Holy Spirit comes, there's also healing that happens. There's breakthroughs that happen. So I, th- I believe we'll begin to see a lot of things happen, uh, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a focus of just worship and, and prayer and just going after the heart of the Father. Uh, and then in the middle of that, uh, which is going to be April 19th, uh, Jake Hamilton, uh, who's with uh, at, at Bethel Reading, he's at Reading right now, um, he, he's going to be out here, and they're going to do a night of, of worship, and he's going to lead it. So I don't know if you've ever heard Jake Hamilton, uh, but yeah, he's, he's awesome. And, he, and they, he just loves to come here. Um, he, so, I mean, this wasn't like something that we set up. It was, they contacted us and just said, hey, uh, we're going to be out here, our family. We're just on a family vacation, and we would love to just come in and, and worship at your church because we just love hanging out with you guys. And so, yeah, so they're going to come and just do this night of worship with us. Uh, and he has some things, he has some really cool things that I believe he's going to deposit here as well. Uh, it's on... It's on relationship and on family, uh, and it just, uh, yeah, so he's going he's gonna to share some of those things. It's just the revelation that God's been giving him lately, uh, but we're just going to get into some worship there. So April's going to be a fun month, uh, and I believe we're going to begin to see just a whole other level of breakthrough in, in different areas and healing and, um, and just transformation in our lives as well. So I'm excited. Hope you guys are excited, and now back to Ray. Yeah. So, if you miss out on healing on Sunday, just go to the gym on Monday. (laughs) So, I'm just going to do a a review or a summary of the gifts of the Spirit. So, if you have Holy Spirit, if you have Jesus, you got everything you need to step out in at least nine of the gifts. First one, I'm, and you know what, before I get started, we're going to have a Q&A um, right here when I'm done. So write down if you have any um, questions or anything on your mind or your heart about the gifts, and there are no stupid questions or stupid comments, write it down. Um, this is your chance. Um, Jeff and Mike and I will be up here, so... Uh, yeah, we're here to answer your questions. If we're not, um, we'll ask God. Okay. Um, I'll be talking about um, tongues, interpretation of tongues, and uh, our prayer language. So we, we dove into that, and tongues, uh, as in the gifts is actually a two-part gift. You need the interpretation to follow. It's a prophetic gift. Now, when somebody starts speaking in tongues, it can sometimes be a language from eons uh, in, the, in the history, 
and they could be reviving some old language. Uh, but mostly it's only by somebody who has the gift to interpret the tongues. And it's, it's a prophetic gift to... Uh, you what? You're four. Oh, you're getting so big. When's your birthday? No, no. We just bless you. Who else is four? Okay, we got a couple other four-year-olds too. So with tongues, interpretation of tongues, it's a two-part prophecy. It's to edify, exhort, and to encourage. And it's not a, um, it's not a translation. It's an interpretation. It's a declaration. It's a revelation from heaven is what that is. So somebody might have the tongues and someone else the gift to interpret. Or sometimes it's one and the same. So that differentiates from our prayer language or how we speak in tongues. That's our own special language to God. And... Um, I've used it on many occasions for many different things, but um, so you you can you can use it. I've used it in blizzards and cars going crazy all around me. I've used it um, when I just didn't know what the next step was, and all of a sudden it's like the light goes on. Um, I use it sometimes for for healing, but. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention about that, and that's that the, there was a University of Pennsylvania study done, and they did brain scans of people meditating or um, uh, doing a Buddhist sort of prayers and that sort of thing. So they would run them through their, their scanners. And in all cases, the language center in the brain lit up the control center lit up, but when they sent people through who were praying in tongues, none of those centers lit up. So it didn't, it didn't light up in the language center. It didn't line up or light up in the control center. It started lighting up in areas they really weren't sure what they were. And a little side note from that study is what I love the most. People who speak in tongues, who pray in tongues, are less likely to have mental illness. Hallelujah. <laughs> so um, the next gift along that line, um, the, the verbal gifts, would be prophecy. Now, uh, God is speaking to us, and we've talked about this, God's in a good mood. He's thinking good things about you, and he's a good God. He's got things he wants to relay to you, and he might want to relay it to the world around you. He's an interactive God. He wants not only for you to experience his goodness, he wants the world to experience his goodness. And prophecy lines up with that. Prophecy, again, um, to um, edify, to exhort to um, encourage or comfort. So we might hear or sense or feel. We might hear the audible word of God, which doesn't happen too often, but who knows. 
um, you might hear an inner voice, and it might sound like your own voice. You might see words. You might see colors. You might see a picture. You might even smell something. He can use all five senses. He, and you might feel something in your body. Um, so the, the prophecy um, can take people to that next level. Sometimes it can break people out of the old habits and release them into the new things, that, that truth of who they are. And that, that can catapult right into their destiny and break them out of the things that the enemy would try to hinder them with. So prophetic brings life to people. And sometimes uh, the prophetic words that we get might be out there a little bit. But I encourage you to write them down, to pray over them. Because we can pray on those prophecies and just pray them into existence. And we can also um, uh, go back to them. If they don't make sense, put them on a shelf. If they don't make any sense, keep go coming back to them, praying over them, exploring them. Because what didn't make sense a year ago might make a whole lot of sense today. So hang on to those words. But, you know, there's a lot of grace with this, too, because we don't get it right all the time. So when you release a word, whether it's a prophetic word, a word of knowledge, you might not get it right. And the people that are speaking over you might not get it right. So we have God's good grace. Hallelujah. Um, so uh, always be listening for him. Uh, he will speak to you, talk to you, and um, the prophetic, I really want to dispel all the woo-woo-ness of it. It's for us. It's for the believers. We're taking back territory when we start saying, oh, this is God. God's talking to me. I don't have to be special or I don't have to have a certificate in woo-woo-ness. I, I can step out in this. I, I might have had one of those at one time. Um, and then there's um, word of knowledge. Some of the similar types of things that he will speak to us. Uh, feeling, a sensation, all five senses, um, colors, words. It could be um, uh, visions, that sort of thing. And the word of knowledge, though, is a factual thing. It could be past. It could be future. But it's a fact. Sean Boltz. I don't know if you've, when he's been here, I hope you had the chance to, to um, be here for that conference. If not, go to YouTube. He's incredible, down to addresses and names and just talk about word of knowledge. He'll give you that inspiration to start stepping out and maybe talking to your neighbor, you know. Uh, is your name... David, does David mean anything to you? You can start stepping out. Practice it. Risk it. Like I said, if you don't know what else to do, come downtown with me. It's fourth Saturday of the month. People won't remember you. You, you can try all kinds of things. Sharpen your skills. Practice, practice, practice. If you're getting gas, go talk to the attendant. 
if you're, if you're at the grocery store, start talking to people in line. People are usually so blessed. People are usually so grateful that you took the time to see them. You might not get it right, but you, it's like God sees you and loves you, and you're releasing the love of the Father. You can't go wrong with that. Even if they reject it, you still delivered the package. Word of wisdom is sort of along that same stream, but a word of wisdom is how we apply um, that wisdom to a situation, maybe even to a word of knowledge. So the best word of wisdom I ever heard came from Leif. And Leif has a spiritual son over in the Philippines. I think it's Philippines. And he had a great big computer company. And they came across a huge problem. And they didn't know what to do. So he went to his office and he prayed. And he got a word of wisdom. Made no sense. Didn't make any sense to him, but it was the best thing they had to go with. He applied that word of wisdom to the problem, and lo and behold, everything started lining up. Everything, there was breakthrough, 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 breakthrough. It was incredible. I, it, it seemed enormous, but I can't remember exactly why it was so enormous. I think it was a big company in the Philippines. But, you know, when you come up against a problem, go to God. He has the solutions. He has the answers. That's what a word of knowledge is. That's an answer to somebody's prayer. So don't be afraid to go release that word of wisdom or that word of knowledge. Somebody might be sitting there praying for just that thing. I've, I've often seen that it's a menu. It's a menu item. So that word of knowledge is what's on God's menu, and that's what he wants to do. He's not going to release that word of wisdom if he doesn't want to back it up with something. So where am I? Word of wisdom. Discerning of spirits. So we have sort of three realms when we're talking about discerning of spirits. And there's the human, there's the demonic, and there's the holy. We talked about it last week, and I, I was trying to... We did a little exercise to take the spiritual temperature wherever you're at and then see if there's plans of the enemy that are being exposed and what you need to do or just release the kingdom into the place. Like your little, little fire hydrants, let it flow. Let it, we have rivers of living water, release it into the place, whether there's fear or anxiety, uh, you can, you can, you can, you can shift that atmosphere just by tuning into who you are and whose you are. So then we go into faith, the gift of faith. That's like enormous, gigantuan faith on steroids. That's like Noah building a boat for 120 years. That's got to be some faith. Or Abraham believing for a baby when he's way past the age of having children. That's faith. Faith is knowing that you know that you know that you know. And nothing can, can tell you otherwise. That's faith. That's the gift of faith. 
And sometimes you can just stand on the word of God and just say, I know, I believe your promises. I have my, my faith is in your word. My faith is in you. Not what the world is telling me. And there's the gift of healing. Hallelujah. We've been experiencing that. We've had so many testimonies of cancer, uh, people, people going free of cancer. And now we have body parts, and we've got, we've got all kinds of healings taking place amongst this. And healings can be emotional. They can be physical. They can be in our relationships. And they can even be financial. So don't just uh, pin God down to a physical healing. It can be in any realm where there's healing that's needed. And he, he can just break through. If you get a bad report, he can break through that. God always, there's nothing impossible for him. He's the God that opens blind eyes and deaf ears. The lame walk. Hallelujah. They dance and they run and they play. And he raises the dead. So that's our God. We have a God of miracles. So if you need a miracle, you know who to go to. Healing, faith, miracles. I think that's it. I think that was it. Did I cover them all? Okay. Q&A? Questions? Or if you have any answers, I'm always willing to hear a few. I was trying to kind of just go over that real briefly and quickly. I know, you know, Kingdom Boot Camp, we've covered a lot, but I hope you have some questions for us. Oh, here's a question. Just no hard questions, okay? <laughs> hard questions. Okay, Keep it easy. <laughs> um, is it possible when all the gifts are interacting together at one time um, to just maybe not be able to determine between them, but they're just kind of all blending to make something? Since, since I was a little girl, I've been able to feel people um, almost like down in my spirit that are in airplanes, that are in other cities, that are across the world. Just kind of a very deep feeling of it. And then all the gifts start interacting um, as far as discerning what it is that they're feeling, what they need, what they're dealing with. And then it's a short prayer. And then, okay, God, you're going to heal them in faith and I walk away. So I always think that that's words of wisdom, discernment, and faith bundled in one. So is it possible to just kind of one through the one yeah. next? Yeah, they all can enter. It's hard to really start categorizing all the gifts, in my opinion. It's really hard to say, well, this was a gift of prophecy, and this was a gift, word of knowledge. I think sometimes he uses it all. And all five senses and all the gifts, he can use them all together. Yeah, I've been trying to figure out which gift I have. You have them all. Because <laughs> you have the Holy Spirit. 
That's right. You have them all. See, you were ahead. You didn't like try to categorize yourself. You didn't try to put a label on yourself. Like, I have it all. I think. I think at the end of the day, too, it's you don't have to worry about so much which gifts you have, or like, or which one you're operating in. And you just, I mean, the main thing is is you're operating in love. Like above all else, is that as we operate in these gifts, these are all amazing gifts, but. But the most important thing is that we just operate in love towards people. And then I believe those gifts begin to flow. And I wouldn't focus too much on, well, is that, which, one, which gift did I just do? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's good, it, it's cool to say, oh, wow, that was like, that was a word of knowledge I just got. And so understanding is, is good. There's, there's something to understanding it, but not, not necessarily focusing so much on, well, wait, did I only use that one or this one? You know, I mean, Jesus, a lot of time, he, used, he would use, multiple gifts, you know, with the woman at the well, and, you know, he'd, he'd start with one gift and then move to another, like, there would be three or four gifts that he would actually work through in a sense, so you could break it down into that, but Jesus didn't necessarily go back and say, now, see, I use this gift, this gift, this gift, and this gift, that wasn't really what he was trying to teach people, it was just, just hearing the Holy Spirit and moving in, in those things, and I, I even would say, you know, it's not limited to nine gifts. Like, there are many other gifts of the Holy Spirit. These are the ones that were just kind of, these are called out uh, specific gifts. But there, there are other things that the Holy Spirit imparts into us that maybe not, don't quite fit into the realm of the, you know, of, of what uh, for what First Corinthians 12 says. So. Actually, that was my question, kind of. Um, where does the baptism of love that Leif Hetland talks about fit in with the gifts? I mean, I got his book, and I read the book, and I've been kind of praying to get that baptism of love and compassion for people. and it just hasn't seemed to happen yet, but can you talk a little bit about that? Well, who is God? God is love. And so, what's... Yeah, so, but if you just, um, and this is me, engineering side of me, I'm just going to walk through. So, God is love. Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. And so, when the Holy Spirit baptizes you, what is he baptizing you in? He's baptizing you in who he is. This is his nature. He is love. And so all these things are gifts, but when you receive the baptism of love, you're basically receiving a baptism of who the Holy Spirit is because that's who the Father is. So I, I wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily, it, you could kind of. It's it's not a separate it's not a separate baptism. It's a pure fruit. It's a fruit. It comes out of your relationship with the Holy Spirit, but it like it's like you discovered it. I mean, it's it's a compassion you didn't have for people, and all of a sudden, through your relationship with Him, He lets you see what God sees, and it's it feels like just like a baptism. It feels 
but it is a fruit. I mean, it's, it's out of just pure relationship with him. It's, it's a different experience. Got to receive it first, though, before you can give it. gift of tongues and then our prayer language so we've talked about it and we're kind of we're having a she, she argues with me that the gift of tongues she so she thinks that the gift of tongues is just when the holy spirit is praying through you in tongues but she doesn't she and i've tried to tell her that there's also praying in your own prayer language that's tongues that you do like you start and you stop mm-hmm. and you kind of keep practicing in right mm-hmm. which is different than when the holy spirit is like kind of praying in tongues and I didn't know it was separate. Yeah, I argue with her, yes. I, I didn't know it was different. So I've, I've sp- spoken in tongues before a couple times, but it was the Holy Spirit doing it. I had nothing to do with it. It just flowed through me, and it was, you know, amazing. But she said, no, prayer language is your own. You do it. And I'm thinking, that's not what I experienced. I experienced something I was not at all. It was the Holy Spirit in control and not me. So prayer language is completely different, and it's you just, because I couldn't even begin to think of those kind of (laughs) words again. You know what I'm saying? So could you explain a little bit more on how you get to prayer language and you just, just, that it's you and not the Holy Spirit? (laughs) Well, there's two separate gifts. So when you're praying with the gift of tongues, It has to be followed by the interpretation. And it's a gift of prophecy. So that's a declaration. It's a revelation. But when you're speaking in your own prayer language, you may, most people don't know what they're saying. And that's that's the Holy Spirit. That's, That's your spirit. It's your spirit. It's, I. It's called a prayer language. And so in that sense, it's like you receive a language. So it's kind of like if you learn a language, like eventually you learn it and then you're the one, you begin to speak it. But this is a language really from your spirit to the Holy Spirit. And so it comes from the Holy Spirit. It's, it's, a, it's a gift that's given to you. It's a language that's given to you. But what it is, is it's, it's almost it's like a moaning, and it's a groaning from your spirit, man. So you're actually, you're speaking out words that you cannot understand in your mind. Uh, so, but it's, it's coming from your spirit. So, yes, the Holy Spirit is giving it to you, but you're speaking it out. So it's a language that he's given you that your spirit man understands, and it's not something that your mind, your will, your emotions picks up on. They, they, can't, they can't follow that. It can't comprehend that. Yeah. 
It's confusing. I mean, you can turn it on and off. Is that what you mean? More questions. Yeah, Phil had a question. Okay, well, I was reading a couple of books and I was a little confused. It was about the prayer shield. And it says there's 20 gifts. And this is his opinion. And one of them was intercession. And if you're really good at it, I can understand how that would be a gift. Because you could be praying for somebody in a different part of the world and, and something may happen because of that. Just like when we prayed for JR when he was in Pakistan, there was a whole group of us. But some people are really good at it. So some consider intercession a gift. And I think it is from what I read, but I'm not sure. Because she said 10, they said 20. And you know, I'm not sure. It could, be, it could be part of another gift. And it's very important from what I can tell, and especially for pastors and people that are trying to help everybody else because you need the strength in your spirit because you're giving it all out every now and then you get tired and you know that was one of the things they wanted to make sure that pastors don't get enough intercession you know? so I'm praying more for you <laughs> <laughs> well I tried to answer it before and I was just according to the Bible there's at least nine gifts and so I would say we had talked about this before Fear of the Lord could be another gift. And yeah, you've yeah. got administration. You've got uh, there's a, there's a there's a lot more gifts that are talked about in the Word other than the nine. Yeah, those yeah the nine are talked about in in second or I'm sorry First Corinthians twelve, but there are even there's even more. Yeah, there's a lot of gifts. I, I don't know the total number. I don't. That are, that are, there's a lot. I mean, if you go all throughout Scripture, yeah, in the Old Testament, I mean, there's talks about the gift of the fear of the Lord. Like, there's there are a lot of gifts other than the nine that we kind of went through. Yeah. Yeah, there's gifts of teaching. I don't, did we answer? In the back, Justin. He's got his workout shorts on or pants. He's good. Run on down. So, like, um, when you'd asked about, like, the 10 or 20 kind of gifts, this is, like, kind of something that I use in my own mind to kind of, like, I guess make sense of it is there's gifts and there's ministries, right, offices. And those are two different things, callings. Personally, I kind of see intercession a little bit more like a calling than a gift. Because you can have all the gifts flowing at every time. Kind of like you were saying earlier, where I view when, like, you know, 1 Corinthians 12 talks about it or 14, it's not saying, like, 
this is something like, let me say it this way. That's there to confirm when it happens that it is God. So I think a lot of times we're looking at that saying, I need to do this to be God. But in Acts, it says Jesus did and then taught. In Psalms 111, you get understanding after you've already done. So like a principle of a Christian is like you let the spirit, spirit flow through you. And then you look in the Bible and say, oh, I spoke in tongues. Oh, there it is. Proof. Oh, I, um, you know, someone got healed. Oh, in the Bible. Proof. God, I feel like he's calling me to inter be an intercessor. Oh, intercession. It's in the Bible. Proof. And I think a lot of times you like get it backwards where we're trying to learn about it first and then go do it versus like we're just supposed to let the spirit flow through us and then use that as confirmation. And I think that is a huge point of confusion for a lot of this. And like it's helped me greatly. So like hopefully it like may help some of you guys that like we're trying to learn first and then do. When Jesus always did, he confronted the, I mean, the, the disciples were confronted with these situations, healings, demon cast out, and then he said, now here's what happened. What's that? finish this off? I think we better wrap it up here, huh? We had one word of knowledge. What's know. that? We had a word of knowledge. Oh. Um, and it was of somebody in shackles, and they were being placed on a block, and the Lord was coming with a great big sword and freeing them of the shackles. And the message was to trust because it's sort of scary when somebody's coming at you with a sword. And so the message was to trust, and the message was freedom. So. Okay. Does that speak to anybody? They may have already gone. Freedom, freedom's in the house. Chains being broken. I won. Okay. All right. All right, well, we're going to wrap it up. I know we, whoops, we lost a few people already because they had to go pick up their kids. Some people are coming back here. But let's do this. Let's just, uh, let's all come up front here. Just have a little family time. I was just going to read it. Actually, I got it. Bible's over here. So there's just a few scriptures I just wanted to just read, I think. Um, yes, I'm here. <laughs> so what, just a few things that I felt like 
God just wanted to just clarify or maybe just as we, as we work through this. So there are, Justin did a good job of kind of explaining this, but um, we, we are all part of a body. And a lot of times we think like we're all supposed to have like every gift and be able to do everything. And, and this is why we're a family. Like there's a, we're a family together. And, and God will equip us with everything we need to do in the, in the season that we're in or, in or in the situation that we're in. He will, even if we feel like, well, we, we don't have really, we're not strong in the gift of healing, he'll provide the gift of healing when you need the, the gift of healing. Um, but there's also, like, it's an understanding that we are the body of Christ together. Uh, and where, let's see. Let's see. So it just talks about in, uh, it talks about in a few places. But here in 1 Corinthians 12, 14, it says, Now the body is not made up of one part, but of many. And if the, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, cease to be part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, cease to be a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? And if the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has arranged the parts of the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. And if you were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. And I think it's just important to understand that, that we are all going to be so different in the way we, we do things. And so, like, when you see somebody else get out and, and do something a certain way, like, that may not be the way that God's designed you to do things. And so never, never try to, uh, to do things the way that you've seen somebody else do it. The Holy Spirit will work through you, and you are, everyone is so unique. And so keep your uniqueness and allow the Holy Spirit to use you in the way he's created you. And don't let anyone try to put you into a box or tell you that you have to do it this way or that you need to do it that way. Uh, there's, you're going to flow the best in just when you're free. And because that's the way God's made us is to now just begin to flow just the way he's created us. And, he's, and as you listen to him, he's going to reveal the exact way that he wants you to do things. And so does that... Does that resonate? Does that make sense? Okay. I just think that that's important. There's a lot of things I could go into. but And this is important. I'm going to read this. It says, this is in Romans 10. It says, how then can they call on the one they, ha they do not believe in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent, as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. And I just, tonight as we go here, as we've gone through this training, kind of in a sense, and we've, we've practiced and we've learned how to do this, I'm in a sense, we're just going to kind of commission everyone just to go, uh, you have all authority, and <laughs> I've got a lot of scriptures I could just talk through, but I mean, uh, Luke 10, 19 says, I've given you authority to trample upon snakes and scorpions and overcome all the power of the enemy and nothing will harm you. Uh, 
Luke 11, 20 says, I will drive out demons by the finger of God, and then the kingdom of God will come to you. Um, yeah, it goes on. There's, I mean, you can go through scripture. We have all authority. Greater things will we do than Jesus has done on this earth. And, so, and it's because of the Holy Spirit that's inside of us. It's because when, when Jesus went to the Father, he sent the Holy Spirit. And so we have the Holy Spirit. We have all authority. We can move in this. And, and it's, it's supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be hard work. It's not supposed to be scary. Uh, we don't need to be in fear. You know, Jesus always got frustrated with the disciples. He's, he's in the boat with them. He's in the boat with them. And they're, they're, they have a, a little storm that comes up, and they all think they're going to die. And Jesus is actually in the boat with them. And he goes, why are you afraid? Like, what, what are you doing? Where's your faith? Like, have your faith in me. And this is ridiculous that you're even, that you're even fearful in this situation. So remember, we, now we have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us in every situation that we're in. So every boat that we're in, every storm that we're in, we have the Holy Spirit with us, and we can walk in that authority. All right? So why don't we just gather, just grab hands. And as we do this, the most important thing, and Steve talked, Steve hit it, is it is, it is all about the love. Like at the end of the day, in 1 Corinthians, you know, 1 Corinthians 12 talks about the gifts, 1 Corinthians 13 is the love chapter. Um, but without love, none of it's worth anything. It's not worth anything. It does nothing. So, so as we go from this place, the, the biggest, most important thing is that we operate in, a, in, the, in love, in the gift. of It's a gift, but it's just that we operate. In, and that's, that's the baptism of love is, is we operate in the power of the Holy Spirit. There's, we have to operate out of love because that's who the Holy Spirit is. That's, that's the nature of the Holy Spirit is love. And then, and then out of that, the fruit, I mean, there's, everything comes out of that. But the first thing is love. And then you've got joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. So, Father, I'm going to kind of hold hands. but <laughs> Father, we just thank you. Lord, we thank you for this time that we've had, Lord, over these past 11 weeks just to... Uh, to learn more about the gifts that you have for us. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing in and through us. Lord, I thank you just for all the healings that, and the testimonies that we've heard just over these 11 weeks that just raise our faith. Lord, as we've just seen cancer go, we've seen people healed, we've seen marriages restored, we've seen, we have seen so much just over these past weeks. God, we thank you. First of all, we just give you thanks for what you've done. Lord, I thank you that you are raising up, Lord, disciples. You're raising up warriors. You're raising up leaders. You're raising up people that will go. Lord, it says, what does it say? Make sure I say it right. It says, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Father, I thank you that our feet are beautiful. Lord, that you are sending us, just as you sent your disciples in, in here, you are sending us out to go, to just, to bring the good news, to bring love, to bring hope, Lord, that we have these gifts, not just so that we can hold on to them, so that we can bury them, like the guy who buried the, the talent, 
Lord, that we would actually use these gifts. They're not, they're not to be stored up for when we get to heaven. They're to be used right here and now. This is the opportunity we have on this earth. In the short time that we have, we're going to have an eternity with you. But, Lord, I thank you that in this time there is an urgency. There is an urgency. And it still comes out of a rest, a place of rest in the Father. But there's an urgency to be obedient, to move into the things that you've called us to do, to do the works that you've, you've, you've put in place from the beginning of time for us to do. And so, Lord, right now, we just come to you. Father, we thank you for what you're doing. And, Lord, I just thank you that we just commission each person here, Lord, as we hold hands, as we gather as a family, as a kingdom family, Lord, and we go together as, as parts of the body and, and lifting each other up and, and working together in these things, Lord, that we would go and that we would bring the good news. Father, that we would operate in out and through your love in everything that we do. Lord, right now, I just pray for that baptism of love. Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit would come right now and just baptize every person here with your love. Lord, that we would experience your love wherever we go, that we would, we would operate out of compassion for others, Lord. It's not out of just out of seeing miracles. It's out of seeing people's lives changed. It's because we love them because you first loved us. And so, Lord, I thank you that as we receive your love on a moment-by-moment -moment basis, every morning when we get up, as we, as we put on all the armor and we receive your love, Lord, I thank you that we are commissioned out to go every day to carry out your kingdom work. So, Lord, I just thank you. I thank you for this group of people here right now, this family, Lord. And I pray that you would empower us, Lord, that you would give us strength, Lord, that we would not have a spirit of fear but that we would have power, love, and a sound mind to carry out, Lord, what you've asked us to carry out. Lord, that our, few, our feet would be beautiful and that we would walk out the things that you've called us to do. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Go get them. <laughs>